You know, Paul. What's up, Rich? I just feel like I'm getting smarter every day. All right, so here we are. We are middle-aged men. I think middle-aged. I think I crossed the chasm. <laughs> and we're, I get AR, AARP magazine gets sent to me. Oh, yeah. No, I've they, never asked for it, never signed up for it. They bought me. I must have bought like a multivitamin, like a like a iron, like an, uh, like a, I don't know, like some sort of multivitamin. Or maybe I got, oh, I know what it is. I get tablets for my like mouth guard at night. Right. <laughs> So they think I have dentures and they bought me off a list. And now I get AARP magazine, which is shocking every time you get it. Because it's like, whoa, John Mellencamp's on the cover. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot to 20. I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but I know you're right. You you buy that multivitamin and like a yeah a, a, a consumer research firm in Iowa, yeah. five bells go off. Yeah. I, I'll tell I mean, for to clarify, I'm 53. Paul, mm-hmm. how old are you? 48. 48. You're a baby. I, uh, you know, it's funny for me because we've talked about on the, on the podcast before, my physical health is getting better. I'm actually getting younger in a weird way. God, that's amazing. It's wild. I'm down about 40, yeah. 43 pounds. I what mean, it's a, just what a gift because of these new meds. And, uh, you definitely have a, you, if we can go on a tangent and talk about you for a minute, go for it. You definitely have more energy than you used to have. And at first, you weren't sure what to do with it, and you were just kind of snapping at everything. Yeah. And you've settled down, but you definitely have more energy than no, you used to have. You know, it's been, I've had a year. We sold our company. I was sort of organizing my brain around that. Then I got on a new med where I'm losing a bunch of weight, and like suddenly my relationship with all of reality changes. Yeah. My dad passed. We talked about that. We've talked about a lot of this, right? And uh, I, I have to say, I was down. We did a good job at saying goodbye to my father. And I went, you know what? You know what's healthy? Let's go back. Let's get to work. Let's be in the office several days a week or more. Mm. And uh, uh, let's start taking things in a sequence, putting stuff into Google Calendar, organizing our time. So, so anyway. You're, you're, it's interesting. You didn't feel like, oh, my God, time is precious. I must spend a lot of time. You said, I want to go back to work. Oh, I had all of those thoughts. I'd love to sit at home and dink around with pianos and synthesizers for 12 hours a day. But you know what that will make me? What? A crazy person. It's not good. It actually gets pretty bleak pretty fast. It's not good. What is wonderful is a hobby for about an hour or two a day. Balance it out. Uh, But when your hobby... The other thing, too, is... Okay, let's say I did that. I know this. I've had these thoughts. but I'm really enjoying music lately, right? Yeah. And, and I'm a creative person. I, I'm a writer, right? I, I, yeah. I made a living as a writer. It starts as a hobby and you feel wonderful and you express yourself and you go, man, I'm figuring it out. I really am. You're a learner. But now you make it a career or now you make it the one focus of your life. Yeah. And it's miserable. It's be- I have a theory about hobbies. I'm not good at hobbies. My wife tells me all the time, she's like, you need a hobby. You can't just work. I don't, I don't want you to have any hobbies. If you get into model railroads, our relationship is over. Because I look, first of all, because simply this office will be overtaken by a giant model railroad within about seven minutes. There won't be room. There won't be room. Yeah. There we, may, yeah. You'll be able to look in. <laughs> like we won't be able to. the front door. We won't be able to work together simply because this will be a three-dimensional, like, yeah tunnel driven yeah, yeah, environment. Yeah. No, that's right. And and 
Here is my thing about hobbies, which is related to getting smarter and wiser as you get older. Mm-hmm. There's only one path to getting wiser and smarter. And that's not to say that I'm wiser, smarter, and neither are you, Paul. We're not going to be that Just presumptuous two regular here. men in a regular world. Two people on a podcast. All that's right. all this Good is. for us. Uh, I'll tell you why hobbies don't appeal to me. I can't fail at them. You want to grow forever for your entire life? Seek failure. If you don't seek failure, you won't grow. See, I, I see it as the opposite. I started as a writer and it was all failure. And then it became, then I failed less and I became a successful writer. But it was a hobby. I started as a technologist as a hobby <laughs> because, and then I, I failed less and now, it became. Let me give you credit for something. You like going to the places where you're a novice. Oh, I Your will, whole career is that. I have no fear of humiliation at this point. When we started our agency, I said to you, I was like, why do you want to do this? And all you had for me was, I just want to see what's inside. This is real. I'm like, all right, I live in a giant capitalist society and everybody keeps writing things about how the world works. And I don't know, I should go check it out. Yeah, you, you like to learn. I'm and, an eternal tourist. And, and look, learning is hobby with a hobby you learn yeah i mean learn you know piloting drones or or whatever but the thing about the hobby is that your neck's not on the line that's the kind of the beauty of hobbies oh yes you can just sit there and fail in your den <laughs> all day that is like i'm playing who cares the reality is as i've been getting more i mean i'm learning piano yeah there are no stakes because i'm not going to let's say i got really really good in about three years. There's no Carnegie Hall for you. There's not only is there no Carnegie Hall, let's say There's I... There's no Joe's Pub either. Yeah, exactly. Let's say I wrote, but but go wild. Let's say I wrote a good song, right? right. And like the world was like, wow, that's a good song. At this stage in my life, it doesn't do a lot for me. No, no, no. It's, it's you are, you're scratching an itch. It's fulfilling for you personally, but you can't fail. And that's kind of the point of a hobby is, is it's not supposed to be oh my God, I'm not doing well at this hobby. Nobody well, says that. Let me let me frame it a little differently. I've had plenty of failure. I don't really feel like, I, you don't, I don't need the experience of failing anymore to, to know that I'm alive. Like we have that. But We're you starting, do want to be challenged. It's really hard. And I, I like, I am failing. I'm failing when I sit down to play the piano. I don't know how to do it. It's mm. really hard and I need to take more lessons. I need to figure it all out. But I don't, um, it used to be that that was a motivating feeling. I don't have that. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't even have it in quite the same way with with the, the software product we're building called a board. And here, here's why. A board, a, a new software product will go into the world and it will find some users and then it will actually be in a failure state invariably. Invariably. I don't take that personally anymore. You don't? No. I do. No, no, no. I take it as a responsibility. All right. I Personally, said, I, I, let me yeah. correct myself. I, I take it as a challenge. I don't think, oh my God, yes, I screwed up. That's yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. So instead of, now I would say 20 years ago, if I was building or programming something, I'd put it into the world and I would say, boy, if they don't like this, it's kind of all over. This is all you're I You're reading the comment threads. I don't, right? you're, I don't you're know. scouring. I don't know how else to be other than what I've just put into the world. Yeah. yeah. And so if people don't like it, they don't like me. I don't expect that. I expect us to launch and I expect it to go. 
And then we go. That's what everything does. Right? Maybe, maybe we have a hit. That would be amazing, and that would be a whole different set of problems. But, but the, uh, but the reality is, I think people will be like, "Oh, interesting. Oh, what are you up to? Okay, well, I'll take a look." And then you have to see what happens next, and then you go, "Okay, we got to double down over here because this is what people actually care about." Success is just navigating out of failure, mm-hmm. and it's it's thinking. See, I think these concepts, these concepts are really dangerous, right? Failure as a concept is a disastrous concept. Because 99% of what people talk about, especially like middle-class people working in the tech industry, when they talk about failure, isn't real failure. Real failure is like the car we bought for $500 doesn't work and I don't know how to get to my job at the hospital. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not... That's a great point. Yeah, we're not dealing with failure. We're dealing with a kind of like success risk. or yeah. I don't know. There's just, yeah. it's, it's not real. Well, you know, I mean, I think about certain startups that actually have impressive scale. Right. But are viewed as kind of failures, like they miss their exit opportunity. Like, I'll give you two examples. SoundCloud. SoundCloud's story arc is actually fascinating. Mm. It was just like, oh my God, this is disrupting everything around audio on the web. Sure. It was explosive at one point. Obviously, all the, the 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 typical suitors showed up. Google shows up. Mm-hmm. Everybody shows up, and you know that is a pivotal moment where you have to decide: okay, is now the time? Or but wait a minute, we're going over the moon with this one, and then yeah. they don't, and yeah. then it settles down, and now it's probably I, I don't know I don't have any insight into this, but probably tens of millions of users, not hundreds of millions of. It's this niche kind of like DJs put their stuff on there. No, I know. Look, we uh, we built a whole economy for the tech industry that is similar to the economy around like Michael Jackson albums. Yeah, it's silly, right? right? I, and so Foursquare is another one. Foursquare, yeah. by any measure of any other sector, is a success, but never exited. I think Google aggressively pursued them, and they they said no. And then you end up with like, okay, wait, what do we do? Do we get more money and try again? And then these other they they like rebranded there was i think swarm was a product they came. you know what's funny it's very is, tricky no, these come up as the disasters because they had it in their hands and then they became a little a smaller but you know who you know what nobody brings up groupon that was like up for a six billion dollar acquisition and then went no one bought it yeah did no one buy it no no one bought it i mean it might be now like owned by some company yeah let, let me just say this to the world we won't do that we are complete cowards. <laughs> if someone showed up and is like, wait, you want my little coupon thing for $6 billion? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, God, you, you guys make really nice T-shirts. Absolutely. <laughs> off we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Acquire away, my it's friends. It's not even arrogance. I, I, I can't... Well, maybe it is arrogance. I don't know the backstory of why people wouldn't take ungodly amounts of money for something that is at its peak. But it's also... It's belief. It's it's faith oh, in you know, this you, aspiration you of just what you it. can be. You just put it down at its peak. That's the concept. That's only in retrospect are yeah. you able to say that was the peak. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. look. Here's, it's an ascent and at this the is, moment. This is the actual subject of this podcast. We sat down talking about what we've learned as we've got older. And, and I think that the thing that I've learned is that, and it, it's, this ties back to not feeling failure as profoundly and not getting as excited and sort of figuring out things day to day. I am increasingly incapable of creating and believing myths. 
Interesting. So, we're all negotiating our own models of human behavior, and they tend to kind of relate to our belief systems and, and what what we care about. But in aggregate, what humans are, they like to buy things, they like to talk to each other, they enjoy eating food. Mm -hmm. Like, humans are, are surprisingly simple, and if you put too many of them in a room together, they hit each other with sticks. So you gotta yep. be careful. And and if you are aspiring to do something, say out loud what you're actually trying to do and be careful with a couple. I had a dinner with a friend recently and he was telling me about it. he just raised a bunch of money recently for his startup and, and, and they said he met anytime he met someone who said, What's your exit strategy, he would pretty much end the meeting. Mm. He's he's a seasoned guy and he didn't care, but right. but he's like well, I'm like, Why'd you do that? He's like, How can I possibly run a business? to some goal like that he's like i'm going to run a business yeah if an exit door shows up on my journey interesting but don't ask me that question that's an insane that's I, right i once had lunch with a very well-known entrepreneur who had a massively successful web platform that speaking of fizzled out also fizzled out but at the time it was a monster and i was like so what are your goals uh and he said I'm going to make this company worth a billion dollars. And I thought it was just one of the most preposterous things because it was so detached from the actual thing anymore. He had put this external sort of, frankly, it looked like a personal aspiration. It had nothing to do sure. with his business, right? He wanted it had to, to do with... He thought that that, those, that was a cool number of zeros. <laughs> Or something. So but there was a there's a TikTok going around, and yeah. it's Carl Icahn, the activist investor, who is yeah. clearly someone who'll drive you crazy. And he's talking to a journalist from the New York Times, and he will not stop talking. It's kind of an amazing TikTok. It just runs out because TikTok time limits get hit. <laughs> um, but he tells a story, and the yeah. story is about going to a company that they acquired, and there's like 12 floors of people in a building in Manhattan, and uh, he can't figure out what any of them do. All 12 floors. All 12 floors. You just can't figure it out. <laughs> There's like, a lot I'm, of floors in like, Manhattan. With that. I'm a math guy, and I, no one can tell me what these people do. And I yeah. don't, you know, it's like, yeah. it's all, there's a point of success. There's a point in life where you've kind of done all the work, and you've agreed, and you've tested all the complicated hypotheses. Mm -hmm. You've met with the McKinsey consultants yeah. and listened to people tell you about the future. Yeah. And then invariably, it gets down to like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like it's real simple. It's real simple, and I feel uh, that like I don't think I'm smarter or less smart. I don't think my brain is slower or faster or whatever. I think that once I hit on the really, really simple solution that may not be the most pleasant or exciting or innovative solution, uh, something clicks in me now, and I just go like, "All right, you know yeah. what people like? They like to shop. I don't want to mess with that. I don't yeah. want to." I don't have the power to convince the world yeah. that shopping doesn't matter. I can't like yeah. tell you know. Yeah, I went through the the a whole lifetime as a as a writer and a journalist working for. And I worked with serious magazines. I still work with Wired. And you know, there's always this sense of like, boy, if, you know, if people could just wise up and read our important essays on these subjects, yeah. it'd yeah. be a better world. Yeah. You know what's interesting about what we're saying here, and I think it's the through line. Good. I it, thank thank God somebody knows. Uh, you know, most people tell you to think big. And what yeah. we're actually saying is think a little smaller and 
the vision and the inspiration behind it can can connect people emotionally, but the the actual journey, no matter what, it's kind of grisly. Let it's me, gonna be. Let right? me even and, simplify. And think that. smaller. Let me simplify that. It's really hard to think small when everybody's looking at you and you're not a hundred percent sure. Right. You got to speak lofty. You got it. You have to. You be like, yeah. well, you know, I, I see. And that is that is the secret of the consulting and technology industries. They yeah. can tell you like AI GPT-3 is going to change absolutely everything about the way that we sell carpet. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let's go. Let's get, I'm yeah. going to that conference. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, and the right answer is, will it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be small incremental steps that humans connect to. Right. And yeah. that. Na- being willing to navigate that, if you're stubborn about your vision, you're kind of done. If you're like, the world has to understand this because they don't get it yet. When you start to hear that kind of tone, that defiance, you're kind of done at that point, right? Look, there are people who walk into a room, think big thoughts, draw a circle, and then put like a dot in the middle of it. Mm. And they're like, this is the future, and then they bill you somehow. And I mean, that was, shows up. that was always the dream in my 20s, right? Like, I'd become that person. Yeah. And, and it turns out that if you look at any, just about any success story, everybody gets in there. They get in, they fly to storefronts to see how their, cha- their franchises are doing. All the great leaders. Bezos is notorious for swooping all the way down. The question mark response in email all nobody yeah you can have that offsite have your offsite think big thoughts but when it comes down to it it's grisly and you just got to embrace that I, I i really believe that i've seen it ideas are useless <laughs> come on man <laughs> dial it back ford no it's real though ideas are good They're, everything starts there everything's great but you know what if ideas were really really important yeah. Then, as a magazine journalist and thought leader, yeah, I would be the president of the United States. Well, tell that to the Aspen Ideas Festival, Paul. Those are just entertainment products for extremely wealthy people. Let me rephrase what you're saying. Ideas are cheap. Well, yes, they're easy. You could toss them out. They're like they're like snacks. But going, going through it and seeing it through, because man, you better be ready to just get vegetables thrown at you. Like, that's the game. Always. There is no shortcut. There is no quicker way straight to your vision, right? And I think that's a gift for me personally. It's going mm. back to the beginning of this. That is a gift because that horrendous journey when, like, you're pitching to a dum-dum and they're telling you you're doing everything wrong is the gift. <laughs> that's true. It, it really is. It is humanity. It is everything. It is the, those interactions that make it interesting. And for me, personally. No, I think that's right. I, I think that the model of human behavior that that I have is probably much more reductive than it used to be. I used to think everyone was a was a subtle genius in the <laughs> world. <laughs> and it actually and it, Look, there are a few. Don't, yeah. look, don't get us and wrong. I, I think I would have put myself on that list. <laughs> yeah. And I think now what I realize is... I like to play with pianos because the sound is nice. <laughs> You're a simple man. I enjoy technology because it's fun when the screen lights up. Yeah. I want to pluck something you said earlier for another podcast. All right. Um, you talked about a big company and nobody knows what they're doing on those 12 floors. There is a cycle when something gets big enough that it 
it goes back to the idea state and nobody does anything again. It's like a story arc. The symptom It there. reaches success and stability. And then what happened was it lulls everyone into a particular state. And I want to prose it as a question and not get into it in this podcast. All right. How does a big company get stay hungry? Oh, God. That's the question because that is, a, that is real on a very... We see it again and again. We see big, wealthy, successful companies just not able to tie their own shoes. Oh, my God. I have thoughts. All right. We'll talk about this. Great topic. Uh, hit us up. Hello at ZiotiFord.com uh, for ideas, topics, questions, compliments. Um, <laughs> tell us. Come on, guys. You are great. No. You're don't not do simple. That. Don't do that. I won't trust you if you do. Yeah. We're at ZiotiFord on Twitter and uh, everywhere podcasts uh, broadcast. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a lovely week. Bye. Wow, that was...